Alrighty, alrighty, welcome, welcome. This is mm, this is going to be the first awkward little possible podcast that we'll be having. My name is Rugged the Dragon. For those who don't know, I am a, well, some people call me a scaly, but I'm a dragon. I'm a pretty cute heckin' bean, as everyone describes me as. So um, if you don't, go on to Twitch and follow my channel, Rugged the Dragon, all one word. I'm a cute heckin' bean. Not perfect. I rage sometimes. But, you know, we're all human. Or, in my case, a dragon. But, anywho, we are possibly on Spotify, maybe, as well. So, uh, whenever I can, I will go get these uh, videos edited. You know, dumb it down a little bit, you know, make sure everyone understands. And now, this is completely unscripted. So, my efforts in talking may be, what do you call it, arduous? Is that the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Very difficult, in a way. So, I'm not the perfect talker, but I try to discuss things as clearly as possible and i try to stick to a certain topic so so today we are going to be talking about video games growing up you know all your memories and all that so by the way if you ever want to offer your opinions and you don't want to talk to me directly you know that's fine go on to my uh, twitch streaming channel if you're currently active right now otherwise if you're watching this from a podcast leave future opinions within my discord server my Discord server is linked on my Twitter as well as my Twitch. It's all over the place. So you join the server, you know, ask your questions, you know, offer your opinions. And if you ever want to go into voice chat, I will eventually get around to making it work. Invite you to the voice chat to offer your opinion. Who knows? It could be opinions that are like very brief, you know, like somebody just joins in, offers a few moments here and there. We discuss things and then we go to the next person or it could be a moment where it's like we get like two, three people extra and we just talk for like an hour or two. Who knows? We don't know how long these podcasts are going to be, but, you know, it's a work in progress. So we got to start somewhere. Start from the bottom. Now we're here. I don't listen to the rap. But anyway. All right. So discussions about so video games. <laughs> so I was born in uh, 1985, October, right? And... I didn't really start getting my memories of video games until I was about three years old. I remember, like, them being very intriguing, right? I was just like, oh, who, who's this character jumping on the screen? I, like, that's so cool. He's stepping on turtles. Oh, you got this other guy who's got, like, a whip and he fights vampires. Like, oh, oh, that's so cool. What, what is what is this? What is this whole concept of video games, right? So I eventually started understanding and, like... I always watched my brother, my older brother, play these games, right? He was always the master. Like, he was, like, I was, like, worshipping the ground he walks on, essentially. I was like, oh, what game is he going to play next? I want to watch. You know, this is, like, prior to Twitch. The only thing I could watch in terms of Twitch content back in the 1980s was my brother. That was pretty much it. My sisters didn't play. <laughs> uh, I remember, I, I actually remember my mother playing video games one time. I remember her playing Tetris, and she was freaking good at it. And she doesn't remember. I don't know if she's just legitimately not able to recall that moment or if she's just trying to nonchalantly be like, ah, you know, I was good, but I don't want people to know, you know, I don't want them knocking on my door and asking for contracts or anything. No, no, no. <laughs> so I didn't start playing video games until I'd say probably around four or five, you know, right? Not like I didn't play that long, right? I was not good at games. I always got through like the first level, maybe two levels. And then I was kind of afraid to go beyond that because I was very afraid of what would happen if it was too difficult. You know, like, what if I couldn't get through 
a certain boss, right? I would feel I feel bad. <laughs> so I would go in, play a game, and after like 20 minutes or so, I go outside. Yeah, I went outside all the time as a kid. That's what kids did back then. Like they didn't, we didn't have our smartphones, we didn't have the internet, we didn't have Discord chat. All you had was going outside and maybe encountering a few friends. That was essentially your internet. That was your that was your like your interaction for that whole day, right? Go around in the bushes, pretend you're Ghostbusters, peeing on every wall you could think of. Well, I mean, I I mean, I, I assume every kid did that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was just me. But um, anyway. So uh, I remember first one of the first games I ever uh, seen my brother play was Castlevania II Simon's Quest for the NES, right? That game, <laughs> you look back on it now, it's so convoluted. You didn't know what you were doing, right? But the moment you actually found something new, the moment you made that little tiny percentage in progress, you were like, oh my god. You wanted to keep trying to find out, and then you get kept getting stuck, right? It wasn't really straightforward of a game, but it was like one of the first games that actually terrified me. Because I didn't know what was going to happen. There was the Night of the Curse, you know. Dracula's dead, but he isn't, you know. Why do people hate you? It, it's like, and the music itself, the, the freaking main menu music. It was just like, wow. <laughs> There we go. There's the theme. Yeah, that's the theme right there. Yeah, this actually terrified me as a kid a little bit. <laughs> but um, the main other influence about video games that really got me to play them, for the most part, was... uh, It was just... There was a show called uh, Captain N, the Game Master, right? I think it was what it was called, Game Master. It Basically, it was a cartoon. Where this kid gets sucked into space. Or not space. He gets, oh, God, that would be a terrible <laughs> show ends. He gets sucked into space. No, he gets sucked into the video game world, right? An alternate reality where video games existed. Uh, and he basically has a blaster as his primary weapon. A Nintendo Zapper. Uh, I believe he had the orange one, I think, at first. Nintendo originally had the blaster as, like, a gray color. But they were afraid that it was reminiscent of... Real life guns, so they just made it orange, and the orange kind of pops out a little bit more. Personally, I like the design. He also had a NES controller on his belt buckle, <laughs> and his basically, basically his goal was essentially he was the hero. Gets into trouble a few times. His allies consisted of old Nintendo characters. You had uh, what was it? Was it Princess? P was it Princess uh, Toadstool? But she was like in a weird look getup. I can't remember if that was her or not. Uh. Kid Icarus, red hair, I don't know why. He had his pet dog with him. Uh, Mega Man, who, like, he, he, he looked, he, he was wearing green for some reason. And he sounded like a troll. <laughs> I don't know why. And uh, Simon Belmont, like, now, you, you think Simon Belmont nowadays, he's, like, serious and, like, he's, no, no. In this show, he was, like, narcissistic. He always smiled. He had, like, shiny teeth. He always looked himself in the mirror and he was just clumsy. Like, when he could fight, yeah, that's great. But, yeah, no. <laughs> like, this is for kids, right? They had to make it kid appeal, uh, appeal to every young age back then, right? So, yeah, they go in the, Okay, so I'm getting a little sidetracked. But, yeah, like, when I heard... When I saw media like that, along with the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, The Legend of Zelda, which I've only seen, like, one or two episodes of as a kid, you know, those brought me into the whole world 
of video games in general. I'm like, I, I was hooked. Right. I didn't know how to play them well. I didn't play them that long, but I was hooked. Every morning, I would always go up and watch the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, as I mentioned before. Oh, man. Good memories. <laughs> but anyway. So, uh, one of the games that actually impressed me in terms of storytelling. Like, the, the game that made me go, oh my gosh. I'm not just jumping around and getting to the end of the level. No, no, no. No, there's a story. A compelling story. That is way more convoluted than rescuing a princess from a castle by playing as a mustachioid plumber. That game was called Ninja Gaiden for the NES. Ninja Gaiden 2 was my favorite. That introduced a lot of good memories, right? It was like, back then you're like, okay, well, what do we do? We just jump around and all that stuff? You do, but before the game starts, and in between certain levels, you would always get the uh, cutscenes. Now, back then, this was revolutionary, right? You watch a cutscene unfold. You see these characters being animated on the screen. And you can see text, and you just read it. It'll be like, Ryu would be like in a street corner. And he'd be like, oh, I meet this person. And he, oh, no, he shot the monster behind him. And you're like, whoa. Oh, and then he tells you the, that the one person's in this tower. And you have to rescue her. And then the villain comes out. And all this crazy stuff happens, right? It was like a movie back then, right? I was like, oh. A movie within the video game. Interesting concept, right? <laughs> uh, but like I said, I didn't really get invested into video games for more than half an hour until I'd say around the Super Nintendo, right? Now, we got this on Christmas in 1991. And we were like, oh, look at these graphics, you know? Oh, no, a new Mario game. <laughs> and... uh yeah, like, it was, like, one of the first... I think it was one of the first times where I've actually seen my brother completely finish a game, right? I've seen him beat some games before, but I think the major one that really, in, that really like, got me to just attempt to beat video games was The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, right? I remember the last fight, my brother, like, sweating almost, and he finally beat the last villain, and I'm like, yeah! And I said to myself, I could do that too, right? I want to do that too. And I did. I did. Eventually, I, I I did. I followed the same advice my brother gave me. You know, I watched him play. You know, I had I had the training. I had the training. <laughs> so, so I finally beat the game, and I'm I felt so proud. And then I started beating more games along the way. You know, but uh, there were some other games that were so difficult I was losing confidence really quickly. <laughs> so there was like one time I was playing a game. I don't know if anyone's ever played these. Uh, the Super Star Wars trilogy for the Super Nintendo. Right? They had to call it Super. That was everything. Super Metroid, you know, Super Star Wars. Well, they already called Mario Super anyway, but anywho. I remember the last level of the original uh, Star Wars A New Hope. I remember the last part. I had to pause the game, and I'm like, I'm like, older brother, you know, hey, can you come here and beat this game for me? He goes, no, I'm, I'm doing something else. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? So I eventually just walked back and forth and swallowed my pride, you know. I got, no, no, uh, I guess, I guess you, I just... And I don't say swallow my pride. I mean, like, accept that if I fail, I fail. Just get it over with, right? Walked in, played as best as I could, and I beat it. And I'm like, why was I losing confidence in my abilities? I could beat this game. <laughs> so I think when it comes to being impressed with video games to give me an everlasting thought about it in terms of how good it was, 
Uh, I would say one of the other ones I remember playing when I was growing up was Donkey Kong Country, right? The first two. The third one, not as much. But the first two were just, oh, breathtaking. The music, the graphics, just the setting. Perfect almost. Pretty much perfect games, right? If you ever, if you ever could get your chance to play these old SNES games, definitely play some of them. The ones I'm mentioning are freaking fantastic. But I remember the one that actually got me so hooked i had to rent it from the video store multiple times because of how good it was even though i had no chance of beating it because of how long it was well in the day it was called final fantasy 3 right for the super nintendo we know it's final fantasy 6 and that's what i prefer to call it but back then it was final fantasy 3 we didn't know any better so i popped this thing in and i remember the first opening theme music you hear when you walk on the snowfield after the like opening like prologue, you know, that song stuck in my head. It's still stuck in my head. <laughs> it's still, I don't, I, I said to myself, how could somebody make a melody so perfect like this? It's almost as good as one of my other favorite melodies from a movie called the snowman. That's a little off topic, but he's that, oh man. And like the story, everything about that movie game was so perfect. And by the way, Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster is set to release in February, so I will definitely, definitely play it. Ugh, man, it's going to be so much good memories. Everything about that game was just fantastic. You had the battle system, which was simple. You had the music. You had the storylines. And, ugh, if you can, like, resist the urge to cry, you know, that game will test your your, uh, skill. (laughs) There are a lot of moments in that game where you're like, oh, my God, Why? I don't remember it like that. Oh, you know, like growing up, you you, get, you start feeling more emotional, right? right? As a kid, I, I felt kind of emotional, but I didn't fully understand the impact until I grew up, you know? It was just that. Okay, so yeah, Final Fantasy VI, guys. If, if you ever want to get it on Steam when it comes out via the Pixel Remaster, get it. Just get it right away, right? So, going on... I remember, like, uh, you know, for, for Super Nintendo games, we're like, okay, cool, we got all these games and all that. And uh, we heard rumor that Nintendo was going to offer us another console. And we're like, ooh. And we, we had Nintendo Power back in the days, right? We always read those things. <laughs> and uh, the system was going to be called the Ultra 64. Well, that was the tentative title back then. And we were looking at the screenshots of the, the graphics. And we've never seen 3D graphics before. We've seen somewhat 3D graphics back in the days when you had, like, Doom ported on Super Nintendo and all that. But full 3D graphics, right? This was mind-blowing. And uh, finally, after many years, they updated the name to Nintendo 64. My dad got got us for Christmas again because, you know, he was a great father. My my dad, he, he spent 20 years in the Air Force. He was hardworking and all that. But he... There was some ups and downs with the whole growing up or whatever, but that's that's life, right? So we finally got this in Nintendo 64. He waited in line for it. This was back before you had shortages. Well, there probably was shortages, but not as bad as today. We got this. I couldn't play worth a damn. <laughs> I was trying to get used to the movement, but I'm used to the control pad, right? I've never thought about using a controller stick on a controller. You know, to be honest, I thought that controller stick on the Nintendo 64 controller, I thought that was a giant button. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, you you press this button to jump, you press this B button to jump, and this big round 
button here, you push that to activate a superpower or something like that. I'm like, that, that, was my, that was my mentality growing up. I don't know how I remember that. But, like, I eventually I got used to the control stick movements, right? I started getting good. Like, I beat Mario 64, GoldenEye. Uh, one of my other underrated favorites was Castlevania for the 64. I can't speak today. One of my other underrated favorites was Castlevania 64. Well, it wasn't really called 64. It was just called Castlevania. Everything about that game was great. I don't care what people say. I loved it. But I remember one of the ridiculous... <laughs> <laughs> one of the most ridiculous things I've ever remember was uh my first fe one of my first major fears in video games, right? It wasn't my lack of confidence, right? So for those of you who know, some of you can probably relate, in Super Mario 64, <clears throat> excuse me, there was a giant eel. In one of the levels, you go into a painting, there is a water-based world where you can Go underwater, and you see a sunken ship. And an eel is stuck in the in the ship itself. So you swim near it, it doesn't do anything. You swim away, it gets out, and it starts swimming around. And I thought, oh my god, this is so cool, right? Oh my god, this is so amazing. I can't believe that something like this could exist in a video game. I'm like, oh, it's breathtaking, right? So I'm like, oh man, it's so cool looking. Oh, man. Uh, so, I, I was just amazed. I was floored. I was heavily floored. <laughs> so, I come back to that same stage, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder, wonder, what if I go back to it? And it's there's a mission called, Can the Eel Come Out to Play? I'm like, oh, I get to talk to him? I get to interact with him? I get to swim with him? Yeah! So, I go underwater again, and he's in a different spot. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, he's in his, he's in his home now. He's just sticking his head out there." So I'm, I'm like, I'm going towards him. I'm like, I'm like, okay, all right. This eel's just hanging out like he normally does. I wonder if he's going to talk to me. <clears throat> Maybe he has an issue and he wants me to solve it. I get close to him, and he comes out a little bit, opens his mouth, and I can see his teeth. And Mario, I can see the character getting injured. Like, my health bar goes down because he hurt me. I pause the game, and I process the pure terror that sticks with me even to this day. Anytime I'm in a game where it involves something like a monster under the water that's huge, I'm going to be terrified. I don't care if it's... Something non-Mario based. If there's something that involves me going underwater to fight giant monsters, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've never had that much terror. Like I legitimately freak out. I'm not joking. I go under the water in any video game. And it's just... No. <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> Most recently in my stream, I was playing uh, Super Mario Odyssey. And there was a part where... You have to go underwater, go through like a ca like an underwater cavern full of these eels, right? And they look more terrifying than they were back in 1996. I'm like, no, I skipped that. <laughs> I said, <like>, no. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, if people in the Twitch chat right now are curious about the topic and want to offer an opinion, I'll read it. And, uh, yeah. 
we'll have a discussion about that too. But like I said, if you're on a podcast, if you're listening to this on Spotify, if you want future discussions to be, I'll, I'll offer my future discussion topics, right? Within the podcast discussion within discord. So I will offer people like a week or so to think up their opinions. And then when the podcast comes out, I'll actually read them. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so yeah, like I said, Rug of the Dragon on Twitch, you know, selfless promotion. All right, so yeah, but I remember back in the day we only had one choice of a console, right? You know, back then there was Nintendo and Sega, uh, Nintendo sixty four and Sony PlayStation, right? We only could choose one, only one. So of course we had to go with the one we were most familiar with, which was Nintendo. We had the NES, Super Nintendo, Nintendo sixty four, the GameCube, uh, but then. I realized, you know, some of my other friends had a Sega Genesis. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. You know, Sonic the Hedgehog is pretty neat. Nowadays, you know, Sega Genesis had a few good games, but I mean, this may upset people, but Genesis wasn't my favorite console. It it, it didn't really sound too great. Sorry about that. That's my phone. It didn't really sound too great, you know, music, audio quality wise, all that stuff. But the one that really made me kind of regret having the Nintendo system, if I could go back in time, I'd probably get it, was the Sony PlayStation. For those who don't know, the Sony PlayStation, it was going to be called the Nintendo PlayStation. Nintendo had an agreement with Sony, but uh, I believe they had a dispute over the discs because Sony wanted a profit from what they were supplying to Nintendo. Now, back then, the old president of Nintendo, I forgot his name, not a good uh, decision maker. He's like, no, we want the profit. Uh, so we're going to cancel our agreement with Sony. And we're going to go with Philips CDI. And they're going to create some games on our blessings. What could go wrong? <laughs> and for those who don't know, do some research on it. it you'll, you'll be amazed. But anyway, so the PlayStation 1. I remember some of my other friends had this. My brother-in-law, definitely, right? And I was watching, and I was like, okay. And I didn't realize how powerful this system was compared to Nintendo 64. Well, they were pretty much the same power, but one had more storage space. So you could put full-motion videos, FMVs, and I'm watching them. And I'm like, is this a movie? <laughs> and I was just amazed. I was floored. I'm like, how how was how did I not get this system? And of course, I've, I made former friends, you know, along like middle school, high school. Well, my friends had a PlayStation, right? And uh, occasionally we borrow our games, we, we borrow games here and there, right? And uh, I think eventually my brother borrowed the PlayStation from his friend. So I started playing a bunch of games that my friend was letting me borrow. I was playing like uh, one of my favorites of all time. One of my very, very amazing games that I played back in the day for the PlayStation 1 was called Metal Gear Solid. Oh my god. Everything about that was just pure amazing, pure amazement, right? This was back when Kojima could actually make games, right? <laughs> so people are like, well, you can make games today. I'm like, nah, nah. See, I played Metal Gear Solid 5. That was boring. Interesting, but boring. Metal Gear Solid 1, that was like the meat and bacon of the Metal Gear franchise at the time, right? You had other ones before that for the Japanese system called the MSX. 
But this one, this one was just wow. There was it was like it was one of the first games that introduced like a huge emphasis on stealth. If you didn't go stealthy in this game, if you weren't stealthy at all, you were going to get punished. And that's what the game should have stuck to. But over the time, they're like, you know, we should introduce more combat-related things, right? And it lost its sense of stealth, you know, the way it was based on, right? Tactical espionage. And it just lost its way. And then I remember other PlayStation games. I remember uh, the Final Fantasy series, for example. <laughs> uh... Also, yeah, thanks for the follow, by the way. <laughs> so you, I disabled the notifications re regarding my discussions, so they don't interrupt with the whole thing. But yes, Pudo Jack, hey, thanks for the follow on my Twitch, by the way. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll definitely give you everyone everyone shoutouts here and there. So yeah, like I said, if you have if you have uh, any questions or any kind of like opinions regarding this topic about video games growing up, please let me know in the chat. Let me know in my Discord. Either way, I'll read it. Offer your opinion. Offer my opinions about it. You offer your opinions. We'll have a little discussion about it. So, um, yeah, PlayStation 1 definitely changed my perception of video games because I was like, I didn't know video games can have this good, th these good full motion videos, right? Yeah, the loading times are a little ridiculous, but oh, man. And uh, so, but growing up, though, we didn't have a PlayStation 1. We had to borrow it. I didn't play many games for it until after I graduated high school. Now, after high school, I didn't play video games for about three months. Because, for those who don't know, I was in the military. Three months of boot camp in the United States Marines. No video games for three months after playing video games almost every single day. You know how painful that is? <laughs> oh, man. But, like, I'm an older generation. So, like I said, I've been around since, like, the 80s. So things were a little different back then. So... Before we continue on, uh, let's see in the chat. So, Spudojack, you said you grew up with the DS and an Xbox 360. The DS, I got that for Christmas a long time ago. <laughs> I played it quite a bit. I think one of my favorite games definitely on that was the Castlevania series. Like Dawn of Sorrow, Portrait of Ruin, Order of Ecclesia. Uh, I can't remember a bunch of other games on the DS, but I remember I did like that system. And the 360, oh man. So, okay, so this goes into military. So after a while, you know, you know, going through military times, I had to go hook up my GameCube system to a portable DVD player. Because we have, we have squad bays back in the MOS school, which was in Oklahoma. So after a while, we got our barracks rooms. I got myself a bigger TV because I needed it. I eventually got myself an HD TV after my first deployment. And I'm like, with my mind, I'm like, I've never seen an HD video game before. I've had a wide screen. I got a widescreen TV back then. Back then, this was like 1080. I don't know if it was 720p or 1080i interlaced. There was no such thing as 1080p yet. Although they started coming around later on. The 360. I hooked that sucker in. You know. Oh my god. The graphics. The first... Major graphics I recall that blew my mind for the 360 was a game called Condemned Criminal Origins. Criminal Origins. Holy moly. <laughs> I was, it was one of the first games also that really terrified me. Now, not spoiling it too much, but I remember there was a part where you had to check a locker and something happened. 
I won't say it. I won't spoil it. You gotta play the game yourself. Condemned Criminal Origins. I would recommend playing on 360 because the PC version is pretty broken. <laughs> anyway. And I remember a certain thing happened. I jumped out of my seat just about. I almost fell backward. <laughs> I was like, why did the game do that to me? The sequel is good too. There's a part where you have to get chased by a bear. That's all I'm going to say. That's terrifying enough. <laughs> but yeah, 360. It was one of the great consoles. It launched early. And we were surprised. We're like, wait. Xbox came out back in what year? Like, what was it? 2004, I think? No, no. 2001, actually. Sorry. Gotta go back a little bit. And then the, four years later, the 360 came out. We're used to the generation of new consoles coming out like every six or seven years or so. This came out early. And we're like, what? <laughs> now, wasn't the best decision because this led to the infamous Red Ring of Death. For those that don't know, the console itself was kind of rushed. And the more you play it, the more it degrades on the inside. Eventually, I forgot what component it was. There's a certain component within this console that will degrade. And if it does, your console won't work anymore. And you'll get this... Like, you'll have these... like There's like, th there's like four green rings in the, that makes a circle. If you had three rings that were all red and they were flashing, your console was dead. That's why they called it the Red Rings of Death. Very infamous. You still you have some people talking about it today still. It was... It could be repaired by sending the Xbox back to Microsoft. And then they give you another one. Back then, you put it in the cardboard box they give you. That was like the coffin. You just do a little salute as it goes away. You could hear, you could hear taps as it gets mailed away. But then it comes back all brand new. So, uh... Oh, uh, you just realized that you're talking to a dragon avatar behind loads of food talking about Xbox 360s. Yeah! Video games and junk food. That's how it was. That brings up another good memory, by the way. So, back in 1999, one of my friends had a PlayStation, right? And a video game came out called Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Oh, boy. Now, we didn't have money back then, but you know how we got our free rentals from the video store back in the day? Report cards. <laughs> um, so we went to the... So we got the, our report cards ready, right? Well, I got mine. I, I was like one of the few kids that got good grades. So I got my report card. We got the game, and we're like, hey, we only read this game for two days. I got my report card here. So they looked at it, and they said, oh, A's and B's, very good. They stamped it, and we came. We we walked to buy Seven Eleven. We had like I have five bucks back then, right? So I'm like, okay, let's get some jerky and let's get some uh something to drink. So we did. Went over to his house, and he had like his old Lara Croft memory card on this PlayStation, right? Puts the memory card in, you know, puts the game in. We started up. Oh my gosh, we took turns playing it, right? We sat on this large couch. He had a bigger TV back then, right? I didn't have a TV this size. My TV was like 13 inches. It was like an old analog signal kind of thing. But anyway, we took turns playing this game. And I remember the fondest memory was just me sitting there, watching my friends kind of struggle, eating a Slim Jim, and taking a few sips of my drink. And then every once in a while, he wouldn't know what to do. 
I take the controller. I figure it out because I'm I'm more experienced. I think I was. I don't know. I think my other friend was uh, more experienced than I was. Gets to the part where I give him the controller and he enters the police station. And this nemesis guy comes out of nowhere. Big dude. And we're like, ah, run, 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 run. He goes, I don't want to fight it. No, don't run. Or, don't fight it. Just run. <laughs> and as soon as he did run, he goes to the police station. He's banging on the door. We're like, no, run, run. <laughs> I was te I was legitimately terrified. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, the um I don't think I've ever had an Xbox. No, I did have an Xbox Red Ring on me once, right? But I did I I followed the proper procedure. I contacted them, told them, hey, this is what I see. This is the error message that pops up, and they're like, okay, uh, we're gonna send you a box. So as I mentioned before, they sent me a box, put it in there, mailed it back to them. I think about like after like a week or so, they send it back to me and it worked. It worked perfectly fine. And I don't think I've ever had a red ring since then because I believe they updated the consoles over time, obviously. Prevent that. Uh, you would love to go to 7-Eleven in the future. We still have a 7-Eleven near us. Been there since I was here. Always go up there. Always buy a Twix for a dollar five. A king size Twix for a dollar five, by the way. That's how much they were back then. Now it's like what? Was it like one eighty? It's like one ninety two after tax or whatever. Probably two dollars now. Man, you know that inflation. <laughs> politics, right? But we won't talk about politics here because politics are just—it's like peppers in your cereal, right? You try to eat it, it's not going to end well. Why would you even put peppers in your cereal? That's topics. That's topics about regarding politics. But like I said. I make a little mistakes here and there. Like I said, I'll edit the audio a little bit so it's a little bit clearer for the viewers or listeners, you know, because I'm on Twitch. Again, Twitch, Rugged the Dragon, all one word. All right. So, yeah. So, video games during the military time. Oh, in the Marines, right? I remember I got the original Xbox. Someone didn't want it, so I bought it from them. I'm like, okay, okay, you know. It's got a couple sports games here and there, but it's got Halo. So I played Halo for the first time, and I was amazed by it. And we played offline uh, multiplayer with it. Until we got word that the second one was coming out very soon. And we're like, oh, shoot, they're making the second one. I forgot about that game. So I remember when the second Halo came out, right? The most fun thing we ever did was going in our barracks rooms. Our barracks rooms are connected to one bathroom. You go in your you have your room, you go in the restroom, and there's another door that leads to the next room, right? Two rooms were connected, nothing more. So, I remember we had two Xboxes in each room, big TV, big TV in the other room. And we would have a link cable going from the Xbox running the cable through the bathroom and the other end of the cable into the other Xbox and we played uh eight player or not eight player. We had eight players total, 4v4, in Halo 2 back in the day. Oh my gosh. We had so much we had so many competitive moments. There'd be times where our team loses. Our there'd be times where we destroy the other team. We switch people out once in a while. But every single time a match ends, we have to take a break. Of course, people smoked outside the room. I didn't smoke. But we would come out. And we talk trash. You'd be like, oh, look at you. I got, I freaking teabagged you. Oh, that headshot. You know, we, we, we were just like, 
ecstatic. We were just smiling, you know, talking trash to each other. But that's how we were in the Marines, right? Marines always talk trash to each other, right? That, you know, Marines, we got to be tough. We got to be tough. That's like the few of the proud, right? Oh, man. Four, four player, 4v4 Halo went before like internet was a major thing, right? Like internet was a thing, but you didn't really play a lot of online games back in the day. Halo 2 was the first, for me at least. But I remember like later on, people were like, hey, you love Halo so much, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Halo. I will never play any other multiplayer game. Well, um, this, uh, this new game came out called, uh, it's called, uh, Call of Duty 4. They, they, it's not World War II anymore. It's, it's modern day. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Eh, I might give it a shot. I mean, I may not like it. I probably won't play it anymore after that, but who knows? Fast forward, like, a decade later, <laughs> I'm still playing it. <laughs> I remember it first impressed me. I was like, what? This, it's like Halo, but more realistic and faster paced. I don't have to shoot somebody 30 times and spam grenades like in Halo. In this game, you take like a few shots, you're down. Oh, and I can actually create my own classes. Holy moly. This is amazing. <laughs> Until Modern Warfare 2. That was a disaster for multiplayer. But that's another topic entirely. I'll probably, I'll, I can rant about Modern Warfare 2 a whole episode. And piss off everybody in the process. That's how I was, right? So, playing today, you know, in regards to video games in general, I mean, it's definitely better. You have way more choices. Back then, I was limited to, like, a few NES games, Super Nintendo games. I'm like, I don't have anything to play. Nowadays, I have a Steam account with, like, hundreds of games that I haven't beat yet. And I'm like, I don't have anything to play. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely also played a lot of Call of Duty back. Like, I still play Call of Duty today. Not as much now because I have a job, 12-hour shifts, you know. But I still play. And I play a bunch of other games, too. I just realized, so, many years ago, there was this service that launched, right? It was called Justin TV. I'm like, why would I want us to watch something about a guy named Justin? Who's Justin? Why is he so special? <laughs> so... Uh, found out later on, it became Twitch, right? And I'm like, yeah, so I understood the concept. I was like, okay, there's people that play video games, right? Imagine if you could play it and broadcast it to everybody and they just watch you. I'm like, oh, like YouTube, right? Kind of, but it's live. So if you make a mistake, it's there. People know it. You can't just edit it out. You can't make it look better with YouTube or anything. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, for those in the chat, yes, Justin TV. I think prior to Twitch, it was called Justin TV back in the day. Uh, I believe I have to do, I have to do a little, uh, little research on it. But yeah, Justin.TV. Website created by Justin Can. A bunch of other people in 2007. Uh, the user accounts are just called channels, kind of like YouTube, right? And eventually, this eventually turned into Twitch. This was back in 2011 when this happened, right? And I didn't really get into streaming until 
I'd say around 2012, 2013. Now, 2013, I, I bet, right? But I, uh, and he also says that's what Keemstar was on, I think. I don't know. Maybe. Your guess is as good as mine. Keemstar, why are we talking about him? <laughs> he's made so many mistakes, but he's still... The only thing I respect about Keemstar is that he's still doing what he's doing, right? He's not a great person. He's made a lot of mistakes. I'm not supporting him in any way. But he's persistent. So that's a quality that not a lot of people have. So that's one good thing I can say. Okay, so... Back in the day, I actually did some YouTube videos. I made a Black Ops gun game reaction. So for those who don't know, Call of Duty has a game mode called Gun Game. And your goal is to start with, you start with a pistol or whatever. If you get a kill with a pistol, you advance to the next weapon. And you keep advancing until you reach the last weapon. Get a kill with that last weapon and you win the game. But here's the catch. If somebody runs up to you and hits you with a melee attack and kills you with it, you get set back one tier. And this pissed people off. And the moment I heard, the moment I started hearing people react, I'm like, <laughs> oh god, I got to do this. So I got myself a capture device finally called. It was called the Hotmog HD PVR. That's a mouthful. Nowadays, you have an Elgato, maybe an Avermedia device. Back then, Hopmog HD PVR. Yeah. <laughs> they probably still make devices today. Who knows? But no one hears about this. So I started recording, making videos, and uploading them on YouTube, thinking one day I'll get a million subscribers, just like that guy known as PewDiePie who plays these horror games. And, you know, he plays in his kitchen, and he's pretty funny, you know. Maybe he'll get famous too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm old. I'm sorry. So, eventually, I started realizing that if I have a laptop and this program called OBS, I could start streaming too. So, made my first account. Started streaming. Didn't go very well, right? And I get to that moment where I feel like I'm no good, you know, I'm not doing well. And I regret it to this day. I deleted my old YouTube channel, right? I made a new one after a while, but the fact that I deleted the old one, there were so many good videos I should have just kept. I should have kept them, and I regret it to this day. So don't give up, people. If you have a moment where you're like, man, I'm not as good as this person. You know, look at their quality. Look at mine. Don't try to compare. Make yourself better, right? I'm not perfect. I mess up a lot. I still mess up. There are times when I regret things that I do. I'm not perfect, but the fact that I admit it and I try to improve from then on, you know, that's one of my tra good good traits, you know. But anywho, what was I talking about? So, yeah, streaming. I started in 2013 around there. Made an old account. Didn't think it was good enough. Deleted it. Made a new one. Started getting more popular, right? And then eventually, around the, uh, 2000, what was it, 2013, I wasn't a full, full-fledged furry yet. I, I was into the fandom, right? Got a couple artwork pieces, but I wasn't full-fledged yet until later on. Then I realized to myself, you know what? I should actually advertise this. I should be a furry streamer. Eventually, 
I changed my name. It used to be Rugged Savior. I don't know why it was called Rugged Savior. I figured the Savior part was just kind of annoying. Everyone just calls me Rugged, so I just wanted to be called Rugged. And of course, I couldn't make that name, so I had to say Rugged the Dragon. Because what else would I be? <laughs> and uh, I got a 2D, 2D face rig. For those who are watching on stream, that's what you're seeing right now. Uh, with food in front of me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Big dragon. And I figured, well, people would like this more. No one wants to see my ugly face on a webcam. I've had, I used that for so many years. You'd always see my face. I had a bald head. I shaved my own head, by the way. I shave my own head because it's cheaper than getting a haircut. Well, I pay $20 every month for a haircut when I could pay $15 for safety razors and shave my head for five years. You do the math. So eventually I got myself a 2D face rig and I've been getting a lot more followers. I've had, I have almost, I have about over 1200 so far as of this recording. Could be more over time. In the distant future, when it comes to streaming and video games, I want to go get myself a 3D avatar, right? A 3D, full 3D. I want to be able to move around, wiggle my hips, you know, do some more VR chat streams, right? That's the future. I'm dedicated to it. I will be. I can't wait. So yeah, when it comes to video games in general, yeah, I, like I said, started as a kid, three years old, 1987, right? Had... Lack of confidence overall trying to beat games. I was terrified of some of them. But over the years, you know, games got better and better. You know, we have more freedoms to play games than we did back then, right? Back then, my mobile experience when it comes to video games was holding a Game Boy to a traffic light or carrying a little flashlight and putting it someplace where I could see my Game Boy on the, ride, on the road trips, you know? <laughs> Uh, and now we have, now you can play games anywhere. You could, I could load up my phone right now and play any kind of NES game I want. Backlit screen, don't have to worry about anything. Just, boop, done. You couldn't do that back then. Back then, you had to bring a few games with you in a carrying case and hope, for the love of God, that your Game Boy batteries were good. Because once you start seeing that red light fade away... Oh, it was devastating. You're like, you're racing against time to try to beat the game or save the game or whatever you're trying to do. <laughs> oh, man. Good times, right? And those those Game Boys, they could eat batteries. They took four double A's. Four double A's. And you would be out of the power for like, I think like after like, what, a couple days or so? After a couple days, you see the light fading away. And you're like, no, no. <laughs> Oh, man, a lot of people don't know the struggle back then when it came to gaming, right? We were limited based on technology. Sometimes even our imagination, way before I was born, back in the Atari days, right? I never played Atari. That You go back to Atari, you're like, what the heck is this? <laughs> but people actually played these back then. The most famous game back in the 70s was Pong. But yeah. That was way before my time. I grew up with Mario, Zelda, Metroid, you know, Nintendo, Super Mario Brothers Super Show. It's a Mario Brothers for plumbing's our game, and I don't know the rest of the words, but I love the show, and I miss Captain Lou Albano, and the other actor who played Luigi. Oh, they're both gone, by the way. Sad news. Yeah, they've been gone for years, though. Uh, 
looking up right now, actually. It was Captain Lou Albano and Danny Wells. Both of them are gone. Lou Albano passed away uh, in 2009. Uh, Anthony w and Danny Wells passed away in 2013. Oh, yeah. Good memories, man. But back when I was a kid, like I said, I was like, I was like, Mario Brothers on TV. Yeah. <laughs> and after the show was over, we wanted to play Mario Brothers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I sometimes I ramble. Like I said, I should probably have more bullet points to discuss things in order. But in due time, like I said, this is a work in progress. This is going to be a possible first podcast, you know, lots of errors. I can't talk very well. But I try to entertain you guys and gals. Whoever you identify by, you know, it's fine by me. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, this is pretty much going to be the end of the podcast itself. So, like I said, guys, if you ever want to go into a voice chat with me and discuss things for briefly, offer your opinions in text, offer your opinions within the stream itself while it's live, please, I, I, I implore you, interact with me, right? Have some discussions, laugh, you know, that's what I want. And of course, go on to rugged the dragon on twitch and uh this podcast i have not clearly made a name for it yet you might see a title of it soon but in the future we will actually address it officially every time we stream so that's pretty much have pretty much how it's going to go and that's pretty much all the time we have today so i appreciate everybody coming by to watch the stream or listen to the podcast and i hope you had a good time please also offer me feedback tell me what the heck i'm screwing up on <laughs> And uh, yeah, we'll see you again later on, maybe next episode, next stream. And yeah, have a good day, everybody. Have a good night. Enjoy your life because it's definitely worth living. And I'll see you guys next time. Take care, everybody. <laughs>